Welcome into the Believe in Commander show. I am your host, Brian Murphy, and as always, joined by Anthony Armstrong, here to talk Commander's football. Anthony, how are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, tonight, we got uh, little Makers 46. Little nice. Some little chill out at the end of the day, trying to relax a little bit, talk a little Commander's. Yeah, my, my nightcap is a, a glass of water, so my voice doesn't go anywhere. So I got uh, I got a little water <laughs> over here too. My voice is already a little raspy, man. This it's like when the weather changes, it like rains a lot, and then it the heat comes back and all that pollen jumps out. Yeah, every single time has me scratchy, but yeah, we're pollen, gonna make it through. That's right. Pollen is my biggest enemy so far uh, this summer. Uh, but as everybody knows, as all NFL fans know. The NFL doesn't stop. Just because football games are not being played, summer workouts are going on, OTAs are going on. We want to dive into all of that, a uh, little bit of news about the commanders over this next week. So just because it's June, just because we're still a few months away from meaningful games doesn't mean that the commanders and the NFL aren't full-on rocking. So let's get right down to it. Speaking of games, speaking of real games, the commanders – released some some information about some of their games this year. All their home games are going to have game themes. Did you hear about that, Anthony? I did. I got my little alumni letter. My alumni oh, letter. nice. Okay. Yeah, man. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe I get it a day early. Maybe it's probably like an hour early. So, I don't think it's I, – I thought I had the breaking news. But, yeah, I got the list. And then yeah. I saw it all over Twitter. I was like, well, damn, I'm not that special. It's Okay. <laughs> No, you're still special. You got, I'm sure you did get it ahead of everybody else. But if you haven't heard, the Commanders are doing game themes for all of their home games. Even in the preseason against Carolina, they have uh, a theme. But I thought it was kind of cool. My first thought on it was it was kind of reminded me of high school football student sections. You know, every, every uh, student section seems to have a theme nowadays. You know, it's neon out. It's a blackout. It's a, it's a whiteout, that kind of thing. And those were my first thoughts on it. So we'll go through a couple of these, and I, I want to hear your thoughts as uh, as a former player, um, but now as a fan and and a, and, a, and a, someone covering the team, what your thoughts are on some of these. So in preseason, they're starting off with play football, and they're going to bring back the marching band. What are your thoughts on the marching band? What are your thoughts of the marching band being back? Do you have any thoughts? Did you remember it from your time oh, in Washington? Man. 100%. I love marching band. So I this is this gets a big A plus for me. Just come out, bring the marching band back. I, mean, I think a lot of people they want to have a connection to the you know the old um, you know, old team and old you know old name and things of that nature. But bring that marching band along, man. I, I love a good marching band. Uh, you can't get you, you can't go wrong. And plus, you're bringing out the new fight song, so that's a little pressure. Yeah. But marching band for sure is gonna be is gonna be a hit for me. I, I like the marching band. Yeah, I do too. I think it, it brings you back to Friday night lights, to Saturdays, you know, it kind of brings you back to all the stuff that I think all of us fell in love with when it comes to football. So I'm with you. I'm excited to see what the band does. But yeah, the new fight song that it's got a it's got a lot to live up to. Hail to the Redskins is one of the, the all time best. So I'm I, listen, I'm excited to see what they come out with, but you know, inevitably, it's going to be compared to the old fight song. It definitely is. And uh, we all got to just, you know, understand. Hey, it's, it's a different time. It's a different name. It's a new era. So you get to be at the front end. You get to take this bit of history and then pass it along and make sure that, you know, the, the culture stays strong. 
Absolutely. So the first uh, regular season game obviously is at home against Jacksonville. It's on 9-11, obviously a big day in our country's history. So they will be doing a 9-11 tribute. Um, obviously the inaugural game is the Commanders. The theme is Commanders kickoff. And then they'll also be recognizing legends from the 1950s to 1970s. I feel like that's pretty solid, doing a nice job of kind of remembering the day, 9-11, but also, you know, a new era for the football team. It, it should be pretty exciting out there on the first regular season game. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I think, did we play? I think I played on a, a game that was on uh 10-year anniversary of 9-11. I think that was That's against right. the Giants. Kerrigan's um, pick six, right, his first Kerrigan. Yeah. Matter of fact, and look, if you look over my shoulder, right there, that okay. picture – that was I had like a diving catch like right before the end zone and like my foot hit um Entrell Roll's helmet and oh. they called me down. But I was like, for the hell of hell of a catch, it should have been a touchdown. Um yeah. so either way, that was an it was an exciting day, a lot of energy in the stadium. Obviously being week one, it's gonna be rocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, fans gonna be out, it's gonna be burgundy and gold everywhere, like and you got the you got the old school players gonna get a little love too. So I love that they're starting out getting you know honoring the past and the and the origination of the of the organization. Right, try to go way back, bring those guys to the forefront, give them their love, give them their flowers. I like it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm totally with you. So then two weeks later, the next home game is against the Eagles which will have all eyeballs on it. We talked about it uh, in one of our last episodes, Carson Wentz going up against the Eagles, and it's We Are All Commanders. So special celebrations honoring Hispanic Heritage Month, HBCU Night Out, and Pride Night Out. So uh, honoring a bunch of different groups there, I think that's pretty cool that they're doing that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's good that, you know, they they were able to put – Everybody, a lot of them all just do it all on one weekend. Um, it's no no disrespect to anybody, but it's just like, hey, let's let's get everybody out there. I'm looking at key activations. You'll have performances by artists, Hispanic artists, LGBTQ artists, HBCU artists. I mean, there could probably be some step shows. Um, have you ever seen, you know, like an HBCU band at halftime, Brian? That is a party in and of itself. So if they do that, then that's a win in my book. Check that one. That was going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm going to have to find a way to get up there from Atlanta to see that because that that sounds pretty awesome. Like you said, honoring everybody. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's what this team can do is rally everybody um, in that way and many other ways. So I love that a lot. So then the next one is against the Titans. Uh, It's the first game in October, which has kind of become the cancer awareness month, but also obviously think pink and breast cancer awareness, which they'll be doing. Um, sounds like there'll be a lot of pink, a lot of different colors celebrating a lot of survivors in the stands that day, which is obviously really special and really touching. It, it definitely is. And, and the, the one thing about it is that you usually you're going to find out a little bit about your some of your teammates that, you know, maybe you didn't know. You didn't know that they had a mom or a sister that that was affected by breast cancer. And, and a lot of times that, that brings people closer together. Um, and then it, it is really cool to see, you know, just the different players with the variety of pink you know, bands and towels and whatnot. Um, I enjoyed those games uh, because, you, you know, at, at, after the game, there would be a lot of uh, breast cancer survivors. So you could give them, you know, the memorabilia and, and, and all that stuff after the game. So that, that was a lot of fun. 
Let, let me ask a, a nerdy question to a former player here about that. So I see that players during these special occasions will bring out the pink, like you said. You know, they do it in baseball. They bring out a different color bat, I think, on Mother's Day and Father's Day. Is it hard to break in a new piece of equipment that quickly, or is it something that you don't even think about? Well, so funny story. I'm, I'm going to take the long way to get there. Okay. All right. um, so my on my path up, to get to the NFL, I went from, you know, division two where basically you had to pack your stuff. If you didn't put it in the bag, it didn't make it to the gate. I've seen people forget helmets, shoulder pads and the like, and they just can't play. <laughs> right. So as I worked my way up, I got to the Desperados. Uh, they were tied to the Cowboys and they were just like, all right, cool. Just, you know, you, we'll pack it for you. I didn't trust it. So I packed an extra pair of shoes in my own luggage and took it to the game just because I didn't trust it. So by the time I worked my way up to the, to, the, to the Redskins, I had gotten used to the fact that they were going to give me a new pair of shoes. So does it take a little bit of time to break it in? Sometimes, yeah. And, and I would try the new pair. They give you a new pair on Sunday. And then sure. I would wear the previous game's pair throughout the week. So it would kind of still feel good, relatively brand new. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, like, hey, if, if worse comes to worse, those shiny ones don't work. I know I got the ones that's got a week worth of wear on them and I'm ready to go. Right. So sometimes, yeah, you may get like a stiff shoe or there, but I, you always have an extra. So Washington, shout out to uh, Anders and, and Brad. Uh, Brad's a thunder war, but shout out to those guys. Equipment managers keep you on point. That's awesome. I love to hear that. I love that. That's the, that's the only the insight that you're going to get on believing commanders yeah. with Anthony Armstrong, a former player. So that's pretty awesome. I, I always had that thought. So um, thank you for indulging me there for a second as a, as a sports nerd and a, a fan. So uh, moving on to the 23rd of uh, October, I feel like uh, we, we talked about this, that the Packers, we've played them a whole lot over the last few years. So they're, they're coming to FedEx field and it'll be the 90th anniversary celebration and the homecoming weekend. So there'll be a, a tribute for each of the five world championship teams. I'm sure we'll see a lot of former players up there. should be a lot of fun. And if that's the alumni weekend, that might be the weekend I need to try to come on back. Yeah. I guess if, and if you look over my other shoulder, up on the wall, that's my catch against Green Bay. There we uh, go. I so, remember that. Yeah. I got, some, I got some friends that are Green Bay fans, so I, I just send them that picture every now and again. I know they won the Super Bowl that year. I know. But that right there, or that right there, was a hell of a highlight. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, that'll be fun. Green Bay is always a, a good matchup. Yeah, and you know, one of the historic teams in the league, Green Bay Packers. Obviously, you know, the Washington Redskins now football team, now Commanders, also a historic team. So it's kind of cool to have that 90th anniversary homecoming weekend with another kind of, uh, you know true blue blood type team there so that'll be kind of cool so then the first game in november will be week nine versus the vikings and it's the salute to service uh kurt cousins coming back to dc and it'll be a blackout game so fans are encouraged to dress in all black for the game what are your thoughts about that and what are your thoughts because it makes me think that obviously we might see some black jerseys come out for the commanders then too um the blackout blackout done right is so amazing like oh my gosh i'm excited for this one like it'll be a whole it'll be like a black hole in the whole stadium like mm -hmm. it could be legit you know just 
well done, well executed, especially if they tie in the black unit. And if that's like the first time they break them out for the yeah. year, like you like that, you like that. That's, that's, that's a good way to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a good one. I like I that. I see what you, I see what you maybe did there was oh, you yeah. like that. I see what you like did. that. I think I think I saw someone say that they're they're trying to get uh, black uh, blacked out there so we don't see any old Kirk Cousins jerseys that could be well played by the team there mm. so we don't see any old number eight uh, jerseys now number eight is Brian Robinson that's the only number number eight we're going to be rocking now but yeah I think that's really cool and you're right if they do it absolutely right like they could and can uh, that blackout would be pretty sweet and to beat uh you know hopefully a, a former quarterback of yours man that would just be the the cherry on top absolutely absolutely so then moving forward the falcons from down here in atlanta where i'm at heading up uh you know right around thanksgiving so november 27th and it's the season of giving so there will be toys for tots drive and my cause my cleats display debut of a permanent installation for the late Sean Taylor, which will be on the 15th anniversary of Sean's passing. So a lot of, uh, of meaningful stuff there, the my cause, my cleats, but obviously uh, Sean Taylor and what he meant to this franchise and the late, great Sean Taylor. Yeah, hundred percent. You, you need to, you know, do honor Sean Taylor correctly. Um, I think, you know, last year kind of wasn't handled as well as, as, mm -hmm. uh, people would have liked, you know, yeah. and, and now, Hey, you know, look, we're going to announce it. We're, this is what we're doing and we're going to put up an installation. And I, I believe they're going to do it the right way. So that's, that's good. Um, I'm always a fan of the, my cause, my cleats. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm of that age. I think you might be there with me. Um, but let me not age you. I'm of that age where it's like, I had to, I drew on my shoes. I didn't, I didn't have the, painted design like right. you know what i mean i literally drew that 9-11 game i drew on my shoes wow. i drew you know like i colored on there and sharpie i went and bought sharpie to you know make a little 9-11 tribute on there um and now you got people that can hold new painted shoes so it's good to see just the wide like swath and the array of causes that players are involved in um because they're more than they're more than just a jersey and a number you know what I mean? You got people that have families. They have mothers, you know, sisters, dads, children. Um, and sometimes they're personally afflicted with something or mm -hmm. they know somebody that is. It's not too far away. And, and this is a way that they can actually uh, drive some money to it. Um, mm -hmm. NFL, obviously, shoot, they take away a lot of the creativity and, and uniforms. And then they found a way to do it in a way that everybody can benefit. Uh, so I, I love this week. I love the my cause, my cleats. Yeah. And I think NFL and NFL teams do a great job on social media, but that's always a time that I'm scrolling through as many teams as I can find to see the different cleats and, and the different causes and what those mean. Uh, I think it is really cool. It's a way for guys to, to show off their personality, but also have it be meaningful, like you said. So, yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff there. The installation, I, I want to I, – I see that they use the word installation. Do you have any idea what that might be? Do you think it's a statue? I'm kind of wondering if it might be a statue outside of FedEx and later on at the new stadium. What are your thoughts there about what installation means? Yeah, that that is a definitely an in, interesting word and permanent, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, you all say permanent. Hold on. <laughs> um and then, I mean, obviously, we want, we want the installation to stay, but 
permanent in relation to what stadium is it going to be tied to? Right. Um, I mean, I can see it. I, I do not know. I haven't seen any, you know, anything about what it is. Um, I was initially thinking, thinking it was going to be a, a stadium, uh, not a stadium, a statue, mm-hmm. you know, um, but then I also know that they, they do have his locker displayed as well. Um, um, and now with technology, like, is it going to be some sort of hologram or something like that? Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, right. so I, my first bet is, is some sort of statue um, and then kind of starting right there. But that's going to be a big week, man. There's going to be a lot of guys that, that come back in town for that. Uh, all those, you know, Santana and Clinton, and, you know, a lot of those Miami guys will be there. So um, it, it'll be, a, it'll be a very, very emotional week. Uh, the, the team will be behind it for sure. It might push them to a W. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely need a need. I need some bragging rights down here in Atlanta. So I would love them to beat the Falcons that week on top of all of that. So mm-hmm. then uh, the week before Christmas, the 17th or 18th, whenever they play the Giants in week 15 is inspire change. So they will recognize the team's representative for the Walter Payton man of the year, uh, their nominee, and then a return of the shop black holiday market. Uh, so the, a couple of things there as we get close to Christmas there for week 15. Um, I'm not familiar with the, with the shop black holiday market, but it says it's a return. So, you know, I yeah. guess I, I always, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily have known this cause I was on the field. So it's, yeah, it's more, it's more out of just not having a clue what it is, but I, my guess is that it's, you know, you're going to have um, black businesses, black owned businesses that are going to be able to, you know, post up at, the stadium and, and sell some of their stuff. So that's, that's big, um, especially yeah. for that, that community, that PG community, um, you know, to be able to just have a, 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 an opportunity to show what you have, showcase your wares and do it in front of, you know, should be a pretty full stadium of people. Um, and Walter Payton man of the year. I mean, that just, that's a, that's a big honor to get mm-hmm. on a team. Um, Cause like there's, there's, I know, I think Lorenzo Alexander was was ours, or he was a nominee for us. And I know Kedrick Golson's a name that comes mm-hmm. up. Reed Dottie's a name that comes up. You get really, really good guys, really good people, um, and they they tend to always be doing something. It's not like they wait for just the big two or three events that the team hosts. They have something on their own every mm-hmm. single week. May you know Russell Wilson goes on days off, like on his Tuesdays, he'd go to the hospital. So. Guys that are doing those things, man, they deserve recognition. They deserve praise. Because they're definitely making a change and impact out here. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how long they have done it, but the NFL, at least the last couple of years, uh, has sent all the representatives, all the nominees to the Super Bowl, which has been mm-hmm. pretty cool. So pretty pretty exciting for, for a guy, like you said, who might not be a huge name uh, to get recognized for some of the cool stuff that they're doing off the field. So then the, the first game of 2023, week 17, will be fan appreciation and the recognition of the Hogs. So, uh, offensive line and unveiling of a new mascot. So the hogs are being uh, being honored that day. A lot of people are thinking maybe it's a pig uh, mascot. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on a on a mascot? Period. A pig. What What are your thoughts on all that? Um, I mean, I can get behind a mascot. I, I, I think as as much as people were trying to get behind a name, you know, adding a cool mascot to it yeah. will definitely be helpful. Um, you know, yeah, I love the hogs though. I do love the hogs, but it's not. I don't see it being anything pig related to being a mascot. I don't see that happening. Okay. 
Um, what does it say? He's going to have details on a season-long fan engagement program to help select the mascot. So, like, that's kind of like the start of this long process. Right. I will say this. If you're going to ask for fan engagement, you better really get it. You better use it. Because the last time that you said you wanted fan engagement, nobody was happy with the name that you chose. Right. Right? You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, if we're going to do it, do it right. Do it right. Do it right. So I'm excited. It's always, but it's good. It's good that it makes it a consistent thing that we can always have something to kind of get behind and kind of work towards. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think the mascot would be? Uh, you know, honestly, I am, I am leaning towards uh, some sort of like military, you know, hog commander, army general, something like that. Um, that, that just kind of is, is kind of fun. Uh, you know, I think hogs ha- has for a long time, despite, uh, you know, you know, whatever generation of the team has come along, the hogs have always kind of been that, that kind of soul, you know, re- the thing that you recognize from, from the team. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a pig. I think, honestly, I think a mascot is meant to be funny is meant to be a little bit silly. Um, so for it to, you know, with, with the team name commanders, you know, what is a commander? You know, you think of the, the military, you know, it doesn't have like an animal or anything that, that necessarily is tied to it. So I think that allows you to potentially kind of open it up to something silly, like a, a pig, or maybe they finally, you know, you know, uh, kind of tip their cap to the wolves, you know, do they, do they bring in a dog and that's their way of kind of, you know, we know that the wolves were, were a big fan favorite. So maybe that's their way of doing it, but I think it'll be some sort of silly animal that hopefully that, you know, people can rally around and kind of fall in love with, but we'll see. Yeah. I think that uh, I'm going to say I have faith. I got faith in them. I yeah. got I me mean, shoot this man. It's all the way week 17. That's a long way away. Yeah. That is a long way away. For sure. Uh, yeah, so we are, we are a long way from that. And then the last one, the last game, week 18 against the Cowboys, rivalry week. We want Dallas, and that is the whiteout game. You have to imagine uh, they, want, they want fans in white. You have to imagine that they might bring out the all-white jerseys as well. Oh, 100%. All-white units make Dallas change to that blue, um, their, road, their road blue. Uh, so put them in that. Sure, you might get some might get some snow flurries out there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's all. That is all. Just like, hey, just play it up to to the potential weather. That game is going to have a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, ending the year playing against Dallas, but it's it's going to have some more meaning to it rather than just being the last game of the year. So, that's that's an exciting week. Yeah, I think so too. I think that you know it has a chance to potentially decide a playoff spot if not the division. Um, and obviously you never, you never want uh, to pass up a chance to beat Dallas, especially at home. So pretty cool what they're doing with the game themes. I wonder if they're going to continue that. It might be something they roll out every year, but pretty cool for this year and something for fans to get involved with um, and hopefully kind of bring back that home field advantage that has been lacking. I think that kind of might be the underlying tone with all of this. And so I'm excited to see it all play out. You know, I, I like I like themes because it's it is it is easy to get behind it, even if you don't have like team apparel. Right. You know, if you're like, I'm not getting a jersey and do, then fine. Then just wear a black shirt like that's yep. what is, you know, and so it's super simple, super easy. Everybody can get get involved. Um, so, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for the I'm all for the uh, the uh, theme weeks. 
Yeah, me too. So I'm excited about that. But that is that is way far in the future. That is in our August and September. We're only in June. Uh, the team has just wrapped up another session of OTAs. Next week is their first mandatory mini camp. Um, just want to hear some of your thoughts on on OTAs and what that means. Um, it seems like we've seen a couple of guys flashing. I've heard Jahan Dotson's name thrown around. It's always good when your first round pick is making plays, which I love to hear that. Saw J.D. McKissick go viral on a couple of moves that he made. Um, I saw Christian Holmes, your, you know, your seventh round pick, have a pick six, it looked like. Um, but how important are OTAs um, for a team, for an individual, for a young guy? What are your thoughts on OTAs in general? <laughs> o- OTAs, OTAs are very, very important, very integral into the development of okay. the player. Because once the season starts, you're not really getting any coaching. And it's, it's not in a bad way, but it's, you don't have the time to really, like, dig down and dig deep into, you know, get your footwork better. Like, it's more of a, hey, get your feet right. Like, okay, like, do it. You have to be able to do that. Um, and it, it kind of shows people where, you know, where you're at as a pro. You know, you see some pros, that, you know, some guys that are just finding ways to consistently get better, and they put in the extra work, um, and it showcases in OTAs. Uh, you think offensively, you got a whole new quarterback, mm-hmm. right? We need as many reps as possible, you know, and I'm speaking as a receiver and a quarterback. I need to get some reps with this guy, you know. Uh, one, breaking the huddle. Hearing the play call by, you know, the guys I played with, Donovan. Hearing the play called by Donovan. Then hearing the play called by Rex. And then hearing the play called by John Beck. and They all say things differently, mm-hmm. right? The way they spit out the play is different. Um, so more reps, it helps you, you know, kind of get used to hearing from different people. Um, just more reps is important. The ability to develop is important to actually really get that coaching Huge, huge, huge in OTAs. Very important. Okay. So l- let me ask you this. We, we, we see a guy in Terry McLaurin who's not there, obviously dealing with uh, a potential new deal. He wants a new deal. It sounds like the team wants a new deal. I think that this gets figured out down the line. It's much ado about nothing. It's just June right now. But he's missing out on reps with a new quarterback, like you said. How important is that? And, you know, is it, is it easier for, for two veterans like Wentz and McLaurin to kind of catch up a little bit later in the season? Or is, are these valuable reps that he's missing out on? Well, the one thing is I wouldn't expect Terry to miss training camp. I don't know the guy personally, but I don't, ex- I don't expect him to miss training camp. Could he? Sure. Like the stuff right now in OTAs, you don't have on pads. Um, and is it, now just as much as I said it's important. I, I think a guy like Terry is you. You he's he's put in. He's shown that he's going to produce. I don't think he's skipping and and going to show up out of shape. Like he's not going to pull that on on you. Um, so I would I trust him being away because we understand once he gets the deal he's going to be here. Yeah. It's not any you know every which way around it. So I think he'll show up in, in training camp. And there's nothing that says that they won't get extra reps. Sure, it may delay their eventual, you know, like gelling, you know, a couple weeks deeper into the season. Um, but for Terry to not be there, it's, I think it's okay. It gives you more reps for those young guys because when he shows up, trust and believe, 
I'm sorry, whoever's been playing, whoever's been starting on that side, you got to back up. And they know that. So at that point, they're just like, shoot, let me get the reps tonight while I get an opportunity. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's got to be invaluable for Jahan Dotson, who is probably getting a couple more reps because Terry McLaurin is not there. Curtis Samuel coming back from an injury is probably getting a few more reps since Terry's not there. Cam Sims, a couple of these young guys, like you said, are getting invaluable reps. And then, you know, that improves your depth down the line once Terry gets there. So a mandatory mini camp next week. Um, you kind of wonder, you know, we saw Debo Samuel kind of show up, kind of run around a little bit. He's also dealing with, uh, uh, you know, uh, wanting a new deal. So you kind of wonder if Terry McLaurin might do the same thing. Show up next week. Does he work out a whole lot? Who knows? But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't think that Terry is going to turn this into anything, you know, some some kind of circus. He just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He wants to be paid his money just like every player does, I'm sure. Um, but I don't think that he's going to throw the team under the bus. And I fully expect him to be there uh, in the summer. And, you know, when things start to matter, that he'll be around. So uh, I'm excited to see him back out there. Um, another guy who has kind of been missing, but now has kind of popped up, done a little bit of stuff, a little bit of media stuff, Chase Young. What are your thoughts on him and um, recovering from his injury? How important is it for him to be around the team, not be around the team? What are your thoughts on, on all of that? You know, whenever you're injured, it gets to be a very lonely, lonely world. You're you know, you you may be able to go out with the team and warm ups and walk around and watch the stretch when everybody's chilling. But then at some point they're telling you to go inside and go do treatment. And you're with the trainer, um, an athletic trainer for the majority of the time. You're by yourself, you're bouncing a tennis ball, you're bouncing on a pad, you're doing all this rehab work and you're not around you guys. With him being off the field, I think it's, so important it's it's supremely important that you allow him to be around the guys they feed off of his energy um and he does a great job of pouring into everybody and bringing bringing up the energy even though he's on the sideline um obviously yeah you want to get him back on the field uh but ain't no need to rush there's no need to rush you know no need to rush to let the guy get healthy um because whenever he's going to be ready to go you know he's going to be coming out there uh, with his hair on fire you know, so I mean, there's a there's a good player. I mean, he's a oh, shoot. I wish I was on. I wish I had played was playing with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. To see what he how he affects the locker room, because you can just see it. Like mm-hmm. he he's in, has an infectious personality. Um, his energy, like you can tell, he probably looks at you and he's like, "Hey, you got to turn it up." And you're like, "Yeah, you're right. I do got to turn it up." Yeah. And like that's the type of guy he is. Like he can raise the expectation on everybody, and they respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more guy along that defensive line, Deron Payne. It sounds like he's he's been with the team. It doesn't sound like he's been doing a whole lot of uh, team workout. He's kind of been doing the individual stuff and then kind of, you know, going off to the side, um, you know, when they're doing team workouts. It seems like he wants a new deal um, or, you know, is there a potential trade down the line? What do you think happens with Deron Payne? Because that's, that's an interesting situation. You know, he is very much a starter, very much a key player on that defense. And if you don't have him, whether it's due to a contract issue, what, you know, God forbid an injury or you trade the guy, your depth is, is severely shaken there. So what, what are you thinking about Deron Payne right now? And, uh, kind of where he's at and where that goes. And, you know, again, we have to preface all of this with it's only June, but where do you think that that goes this summer and maybe even into the season? 
You know, I think I, I really think you depending on how the rookie comes along can affect what they decide to do. Yeah. Um, if if the, if the young fella comes through and is really making an impact and is like developing quickly, then that, that could mean that they, they're more likely to move Deron Payne a little bit sooner, right? That's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the, if the young fella isn't coming along like you, like you were thinking, then there's nothing, there's no harm in saying, all right, we're going to keep Deron. Um, and then it would behoove him to play well because other people are watching. There's 31 other teams that are out there that can still try to get you. And you may play well, and then they may still end up trade. So, yeah, yeah, obviously, yes, we would love to have him on the team. And I'm sure he would love to be here. Um, but this business is they, – they write on the wall in Sharpie sometimes. And even though you try to scrub it off, it's still there. Uh, you just got to be real with it and just be a pro. Show up every day. Now – I'm not. I'm not knocking him for not doing team drill because I understand it, mm-hmm. right? Even though they're not, they're not in pads, and it's supposed to be like half speed. All it takes is somebody to trip, right? Somebody trips and falls and rolls him up. He gets a big injury, so now the team, frankly, would be quote unquote off the hook. He got hurt. Yeah. Now we don't have to pay him a big deal, and it it that's the same reason that Terry's not there. It's the same reason why Debo's not really participating. They want to secure the bag before they actually get out there and and put it all back on the line. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You got to protect your you got to protect your investment. Um, I mean, it's, it's that's a lot of money, and you want to make sure you you're you're gonna do what you can do to to receive it all. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get it. So I think uh, you know I think both of them, both Payne and and Terry, are are pros pros. I think they're going to be out there when it really matters and they're going to go about their business. But like you said, it's, you know, they got to get paid and they got to get the paid the money that they feel they deserve. And so uh, good for them and kudos to them. Um, but you know, the team also has got to, got to move on too. So that, you know, it's kind of a nice balance that, that both sides are playing with there. So I mentioned that, that training or I'm sorry, mini camp is next week. So what is a, what does a mini camp look like? How is that different from OTAs for a player? It, you know, it, it sounds like it's, it's mandatory, you know, OTAs were kind of voluntary, you know, show up if, if you can, if you're able, it sounds like coaches would love everybody to be there for OTAs. But how are mini camps different? Do you put on the shells then or, you know, do you put on pads then for three days? How does that work uh, in an NFL setting? Um, now, I want to say that they took away basically a lot of that contact until okay. you get into training camp. I may be wrong, but I think they took away a lot of that contact. That sounds right. That sounds right. The mini camps are generally – they're going to be almost like mini camps like many training camps, right? Okay. There's more of a good practice schedule, right? You show up, you, you get there, you got your meetings, you get on the field, you come back in, you break down tape. And it ends up being like two and a half, three days of like a full-on football, right? Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of a different vibe than OTAs. Um, OTAs, you're still practicing, but like I said before, it's a lot more coaching, a lot more drill work, a lot of more – we can focus on one thing for a longer amount of time. Uh, mini camp and training camp. Hey, day one install is this thick? Good. You got it. Cool. Day two install is this thick. Remember day one, we still got to do that. Here's day three. All right. And then that's how that goes. So 
minicamp gives them an opportunity to throw a little bit more at guys, see how they handle it. Um, you'll probably see more uh, Coach Rivera taking the reins off a little bit. It might be some more unscripted periods, right? Let guys play football. You learned a lot through OTAs. We've given you some of the playbook. Go play ball. Let's see, just to see how you, how you do. So it's uh, many camps, many camps are just like turn up the, turn up the intensity on that OTA a little bit uh, because you're starting to play real football. Gotcha. And then, you know, in July when training camp comes around, I'm assuming you turn it up a little bit more. And by the end of training camp, you're into preseason and then it's the real stuff. So, uh, you know, it's crazy that, you know, we say only June. I mean, right now we're we're recording this on June 7th, but before we know it, it's going to be, you know, training camp time into the preseason. Uh, it's exciting stuff coming up. So I'm excited to keep uh, talking about the team over the summer. I'm sure we're going to see guys you know, popping up here and there, making plays, making splashes that are that will just make us itch for real football. So uh, Anthony and I will have that covered throughout the summer as we move into the regular season. Anthony, any closing thoughts on OTAs, game themes, mini camps, all of that stuff before we uh, we sign off? You know, take this take this stuff with a grain of salt right now. Right, you're going to see a lot of people that are making a lot of you know, a lot of noise, right? The big key is that we want to see those guys translate that to training camp, right? Whenever the pads go on. So put a little ear, put a little note notation next to the names that pop up and then see what they do in training camp. Don't, 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 don't make your big prediction based off OTAs. I can tell you that much because there's a lot that can change when those pads come on. All right, you heard it from a former receiver, a guy who did it himself, Anthony Armstrong. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you, man. Uh, another one in the books, uh, and we're moving closer to the real deal. Can't wait to do it. So thank you guys for checking out uh, Believe in Commanders. Once again, for Anthony Armstrong, I'm Brian Murphy. We'll talk to you guys soon. See y'all later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.